Welcome to the Noble Ape Podcast, Ape Reality. I'm Tom Barbelay, and this evening, a little cyclical simulation 101. But before I start discussing that, and yes, there is a direct correlation between difficult podcasting topics followed by highly technical and somewhat abstract podcasting topics, I received an email today from Gerald de Jung, who appears to be listening to semi-frequent, if not all, of the Ape Reality Podcasts. It's wonderful to know that artificial life developers like Gerald take an active interest in ape reality. And in fact, Gerald notes in his email that uh, ape reality provides some inspiration for him to start a Darwin at Home podcast, which would be wonderful. I will certainly plug the Darwin at Home podcast when Gerald starts recording it. It's always good to hear from other artificial life developers. To this end as well, I emailed the folk at Greytham, which is the Boston get-together, as described in my interview with Jonathan Klein on Biota.org interviews, about the Greytham meetings both being audio recorded but also still photos taken, as I don't get to the Boston area frequently. In fact, I haven't been there for hmm, probably about six years now. It would be great for other people who are interested in artificial life to be able to firstly hear the Greytham meetings but also see the faces of the various people that come and contribute to them. Gerald's email contained three points of constructive criticism, and I thought I'd read them out and then read my response, because it just gives some background to what I do with these podcasts and gives some sense of my thinking. I've already discussed certain aspects of this in previous podcasts, but I just wanted to put it out there. Gerald writes, You spend quite a lot of time getting meta talking about podcasting. Count the frequency of the words artificial life. Whew! We all have phrases we repeat. Yours is things of this nature. And I wrote back to him. I'm actually reading the email, but I'll, I'll get into the other related points. Thanks for this, Gerald. I don't know whether you've listened to the whole suite of Ape Reality or have picked a few to listen to. I'm also assuming you're talking about Ape Reality. I didn't know whether he was talking about Bioto.org interviews or Ape Reality. Ape Reality, from the feedback I have received, has so many different kinds of folks tuning in. I have a formula which I'm using currently which has the podcast divided into three, a third technical on Noble Ape, a third talking about an artificial life-related issue, a third talking about a philosophical issue with some artificial life crossover. I thought originally I'd do more than half the podcast specifically about Noble Ape. However, this turns very boring for a lot of folk tuned in. I would have thought I mentioned podcasting in about one in three of the Ape Reality podcasts, maybe one in four, I'm using the term artificial life over a life because of the broader audience. I've tried modifying a lot of my language to appeal to a broader audience. I have three cliches I actively try to cut from the podcast, things of this nature being one of the cliches. I count the frequency, and if I get more than three in two minutes, I edit them down. Some slip through. It's quite difficult to provide a flowing monologue for what is now moving towards 20 minutes, three times per week. I have topics that come to me on the fly and topics that develop over time. I find in some podcasts I almost move into a trance-like state in order to go through all the aspects of a topic I want to cover. This produces the cliches more and a lot of things that get cut through editing. In short, it's a challenge. I've had some podcasts which I've been hesitant to release, but they tend to receive the best response. It's a complex formula and still a work in progress, but I'm having fun. Many thanks for the feedback. I look forward to the Darwin at Home podcast, which I will be sure to plug. Best regards, Tom Barbelay. The cliches I use on a regular basis are, if you didn't already know, things of this nature, my sense is, and you know. In fact, you know gets abbreviated to almost nothing. 
I've been trying to remove these from podcasts and trying to think consciously that I shouldn't use these, and having Gerald's email makes me accurately reflect that these are cliches that I use in my general use, specifically with regards to this podcast. I don't typically say them in real life. However, I've caught myself saying them in real life as opposed to just in the podcast. Thus, it needs to be cut. Artificial life is a rhythm phrase for me. And when I get, particularly in this kind of trance-like state, when I'm talking about a particular topic, the term artificial life I use as a rhythm spacing, almost like a, a regular beat that I can put into the podcast to kind of catch myself and I don't use the term A-life as much as I once did. I've dropped that. So I use artificial life, again, for the, the broadest possible audience. If you have any issues with regards to the podcast, whether you don't like the format, whether you like the format, whether you'd like to see more things, whether you don't like the thirds principle, whether you want me to talk exclusively about Noble Ape, the easiest way to get this kind of discussion going, and I will read your email out on the podcast, is to email me, tom at noblape.com. I'm always interested in feedback and constructive criticism. And I do appreciate that there are certain elements of my language and, and things that sync together that are, may seem alien to some and certainly cliches that need to be removed through various editing techniques, either cognitive or uh, post-production. I wanted to talk a little bit about cyclical simulation because it's something that is very implicit to what I do in Noble Ape, but something that need not be the case. And I'll talk about this in more advanced topics through this podcast. But the idea of cyclical simulation is, in some sense, that you have initialization, you have a, a constant set of the same code that is cycled through, and then you have a conclusion which kind of cleans up from the initialization. They're very symmetric with the cyclical components in the middle. And of the cyclical simulation method, you have both time-based simulations and time-independent simulations. Noble Ape is a time-based simulation. Every cycle of Noble Ape, the same piece of code or the same sections of code are run, and whether the ape is asleep or awake, some of the sections will be moved through. But in general, the same functions are run per cycle of time. I've always wanted to write a time-independent simulation, and this comes back to my study in mathematics and physics, but I think a lot of the principles in Noble Ape could move into time independence, and that would look very strange. Once a simulation is time-independent, you also have the ability to move through different uh, variables, and I think that's a very exciting and very much kind of meta-concept simulation, which I'm still formulating in my own mind, but I reflect on physics problems where, for example, I mean, if you look at a, a particle travelling through space, you can actually map its point in space rather than time, and there's a direct relation, so you can just drop the time out. I have a feeling that there are certain simulations where you can actually remove time, and certainly my undergraduate and the various honours level courses I took with regards to simulation at university, time-independent simulation was something that came through. It's an interesting thing. It's something that I think about quite a bit, particularly as I talk about metascripting and this idea of God script or physics script or whatever you want to call it that I'm interested in moving the Noble Ape simulation into, that there may be potential to create time-independent simulations. And this goes on to the next point with the idea of programmability versus non-programmability. The current Noble Ape simulation is very non-programmable. It assumes that there is almost a hierarchy. Well, there is a hierarchy with the land and then the weather and then the apes and then the apes' interactions and then if any of the apes die and then you draw it and you write it to the screen and you remove the drawing. And this is all a very logical step simulation where... Each of the components is hard-coded, bar ApeScript. And ApeScript gives you the ability to look at the apes moving part of the simulation and write your own ideas, but that still is time-cyclical. 
you still are talking about a single increment of time and your development is, in, in contrast, something like an event-based simulation where long periods of time could go through without actually anything happening and no events being triggered. And this is another idea of time-independent simulation that you can have event-driven simulation where lots of events associated with a very fixed amount of time all occur simultaneously and then long periods go on games a number of games, if you think about The Sims where they go to sleep and everything goes faster and these kind of things, you can generate event-based simulations too, and this is something that I'm interested in experimenting with Noble Ape. There is a conveyor belt processing model as well, which can go either programmable or non-programmable, and when I start looking at threading and when I start looking at network distribution of the simulation, my mind returns to an idea of a conveyor belt and the conveyor belt has the various corpuscles of the simulation that are dropped on it and some can go one way and some can go another way, there's a switch in the conveyor belt and that represents in some sense multi-threading and the multi-threading model needs to be able to communicate between the two conveyor belts or the multiple conveyor belts and this becomes quite a, an interesting and complex problem relating in some sense to concurrency in some sense to information transfer but all to do with multi-threading my dream is to then move the simulation over into kind of network distributed components and there are a number of ways one could do network distribution but this again is a simulation problem. We start with the very basic cyclical simulation and find different ways to translate a cyclical simulation into something that can be network distributed. This is something that I think about quite a bit from all these aspects. Everything that is counter to the way Noble Ape is currently I like to think about be they time-independent simulations, programmable, fully programmable simulations that I've talked on, event-driven simulations, this idea of the conveyor belt metaphor, which ultimately event-driven simulations are, are most ideally suited to in terms of the various events being passed on to various threads or even across the network. And this basically distorting and distributing the time model, rather than time being a, a process in an instant where all these things are run, well, not at the same time, but at least serially, these processes then become serial, then become time-independent, and the whole time-based nature of the simulation almost dissolves in front of you. I'm interested in thinking about whether the Noble Ape simulation can get to that model through the current phase, whether it's a matter of adding things like an event-driven or conveyor belt model into the simulation, or whether I should start afresh with a kind of Noble Ape 2 and work from there with Noble Ape 2 with ApeScript in the core and build from these ideas back. All these things are very high-level ideas that are coming to me and have been really floating around for a number of years now. Uh, Pedro noted to me recently that the best way to write the simulation would be an event-driven model of communication and almost an operating system-like idea with regards to how the simulation developed. And I had looked at it in the past, and in the past it was extraordinarily slow. Currently it's relatively slow, particularly if you're looking at things like Apple is in terms of maximizing processor use, maximizing speed. And what I've tried to do is think about contemporary process speed and future processor speed, ultimately with multi-core processors, which are the thing that is coming, if not already here, the way in which the simulation is threaded and the efficient use of threads and threads being native is what is critical in the future of the simulation and certainly what is driving my thinking with regards to all these issues. So this has been a relatively technical simu uh, simulation podcast in, in contrast to the last podcast perhaps. 
But I wanted to put it out there, particularly to receive emails from people that are interested, Tom at NobleApe.com, in discussing these points in a kind of finer granularity, but also the potential in future podcasts to discuss them to a finer granularity. Thank you very much for tuning into this podcast. I look forward to you tuning into the next podcast. Thank <laughs> you.